are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I had another sermon on my heart. I really wanted to preach. Felt like it was the right thing to preach. Until the events of this morning transpired and the Lord said, I don't want you to preach that. I want you to preach something else. And so I'm gonna try to mind the Lord this evening. I trust the Lord will speak to our hearts. Psalm 135. This evening I want us to read one verse, verse number 13. Let's read aloud together. Let's contemplate what we read this evening as we read the word of God. Psalm 135, verse number 13. Ready, begin. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever, and thy memorial, O Lord, throughout all generations. Our Heavenly Father, as we gather here this evening, how it thrills our hearts to feel your presence. I'm glad that our faith is not based upon feelings, but I'm glad that we have a faith that you can feel. Lord, tonight and this morning, we have felt your presence in this place. And I would say in the song, the words of the old spiritual, if we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. But I'm glad that you're not a God who's far off. You're a God who's nigh at hand. And tonight, Lord, as we look at your word, May the things of this world grow strangely dim in the light of your glory and grace. May you give us strength to face the days ahead. May you give us courage. May you give us boldness. Most of all, may you settle in our hearts that wonderful thing called the peace that passeth all understanding. We'll give you honor and glory for what you do this evening. For we ask in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. You know, I like things that don't wear out. I don't like to shop. And so therefore, if you buy something that lasts a long, long time, that mitigates the shopping experience. And if I didn't like to shop before, I certainly hate to shop after COVID. I never thought I would go into a bank with a mask over my face and ask for money. But now you go in a bank without a mask on your face and they're ready to shoot you, tackled by the security guard or something. We live in an upside down world. And the things that sometimes we look at as being unmovable and something we can depend on, something like the freedom to worship, can so quickly be taken away from us and erode. Can I say to you tonight that based on the word of God, there are some things that will not ever pass away. Thy name, O Lord, 
endureth forever. I was interested some time ago, a man came to me and he said to me, preacher, did you ever notice that in the Bible there are seven things that endure forever? I said, well, I didn't really know that, but I'm sure if you'd do a little work, you could probably preach a sermon on that. He said, well, I, I just thought I'd tell you. And I couldn't get away from it. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I wrestled with it, and I, I finally said, I don't even know if he's right or not. I'm gonna go look it up. And sure enough, there are seven things that the Bible describes as enduring forever. I discovered that that phrase, endureth forever, appears 50 times in the Word of God. And you know what 50 is, don't you? 50 is the number of jubilee, the number of liberty. And when you get a hold of these things that last forever, it'll free you from the bonds of this world, it'll put joy in your heart, a spring in your step, a song on your lips, You'll go out to live with a wonderful, wonderful assurance that there are some things you can depend upon. Tonight, for just a few minutes, I want to try to preach. I, I, I don't have time to preach them all, but I'm just going to run through them very quickly. I'm going to speak fast, and if you'll listen fast, we'll get done fast. The first is the God whom I serve will last. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever. I'm glad to report to you this evening that God endures. He's been around since eternity past, but he's not weary, he's not worn, and by the way, he's not worried about what's going on. In Exodus chapter three and verse number 14, when he introduced himself to Moses, he said, I am. In John chapter 18 and verse number five, when they came to arrest the Lord Jesus Christ in the garden, he asked them who they were looking for. They said, Jesus of Nazareth, he said, I am. And they fell back like dead men. In Revelation chapter 22, in the last chapter of the Bible, verse number 13, he simply closes it all out by saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He said in Malachi chapter three and verse six, for I am the Lord, I change not. I'm here to report tonight that his power has not diminished, his person has not degenerated, his plan has not been diverted, and his perfection has not been diluted. In his earthly manifestation, he is Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. He still has the same imperial authority, the same inexhaustible wisdom, the same infinite foreknowledge, the same immortal loveliness, the same impregnable righteousness, the same incorruptible majesty. Thy name, O Lord, endureth forever. The God whom I serve. Number two, turn to 1 Peter chapter number one. 1 Peter chapter number one. Now, I want you to hold your Bible close at hand because we're gonna use it. Some of you don't read it through the week, so I'm gonna help you this week. Get your Bible reading in. 1 Peter chapter number one and verse number 25. Not only the God whom I serve, but notice 1 Peter chapter one and verse number 25. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. 
The word of the Lord endures forever. Not only the God whom I serve, but the guide which I follow will endure forever. I'm glad that my God will endure. By the way, the Bible that we hold in our hand tonight does not need rearranging. It does not need rewriting. It just needs rereading and reapplying to our hearts and lives. The word of God is incorruptible. It is indispensable. It is infallible and it is inexhaustible. Jesus said that heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Could I say this Bible that we hold in our hand tonight still declares redemption's story? I kind of got excited. I was sitting here on the platform and I watched as the uh, uh, inspectors came in to check and make sure that we're still having church and we're still singing and we're still worshiping God. And right in the middle of the song in which they came in was a song about Jesus. I thought if they ever needed to hear one word, that's the word they need to hear, that's Jesus. That's the answer, that's the answer for this world. That's the answer for sin, that's the answer for heartache. That's the answer for a broken home, it's Jesus. Jesus is the answer. And they heard that word. I told Brother Cooper, I said they didn't stay long. They were just in and out. I'm not gonna tell you what he told me, but I agreed with him. Now, some of you won't get a rest of the thing the rest of the service because you're wondering what he told me. And you can ask him what he told me and he'll tell you later on. But this word declares redemption's story. But by the way, this word, this same word, still demands righteous living. You, you see, we, we like the redemption part. We don't like the righteousness part. We like the part that says we get something for nothing and that our sin debt is taken care of as was mentioned this morning. But we get a little upset when God says to us, be ye holy for I am holy. But can I tell you, we either take the whole book or we don't take any of the book. And this word of God, this God which we follow will last. Number one, the God whom I serve. Number two, the God which I follow. Turn with me back to the book of Psalms, Psalm 117 this evening. Psalm 117. I want you to notice a third thing that will last. Psalm 117 and verse number two. For his merciful kindness is great toward us and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Not only the God whom I serve and the guide which I follow, but the ground on which I stand will last. I stand not on the teachings of man, but I stand on the truth of the Lord. I'm convinced tonight of its absolute authority. It's the truth of the Lord. And can I tell you, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. You don't get to pick and choose. Well, I'll let you be Lord in this part, but not Lord in this part. Jesus said uh, to, uh, 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 um, I was trying to think where it was at. I think it's in Acts. Uh, he said to Peter, Peter had that vision of the sheep coming down and the Lord said, rise, kill and eat. Peter said, not so, Lord. Uh, and really the question is, why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not with the things which I say? That's the great question. And so we have to understand that if we'll just make up our mind that the word of God is our authority, this is the truth on which we stand, it'll solve most of our questions in life before they ever arise. Because the word of God has an answer. I'm convinced of its absolute authority. I'm convinced of its absolute accuracy. 
Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I believe that I hold in my hand tonight an infallible copy of the word of God. I believe everything that it says. Now, I may not understand everything that it says, and can I be honest with you, I don't always like everything that it says because it goes against my flesh, it goes against my nature, but I'm convinced that it's 100% accurate tonight. I'm convinced of its accuracy, its authority, and I'm convinced of its absolute acceptability. It is good for me tonight. And it all applies to me, it speaks to my heart, it either has a command for me to follow, a lesson for me to learn, a principle by which I can guide my life. The word of the Lord is our truth and it is the ground upon which we stand as believers. The God whom I serve, the God which I follow, the ground on which I stand. Turn over just a few pages to Psalm 136. Psalm 136, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made the great lights for his mercy endureth forever. I I think David just got the record stuck on one theme, don't you? I remember when I was a kid, we didn't have CD players. Uh, You know, the 8-track was the latest invention but years before the eight track came along, we had these things called vinyl records. I mean, they came in different sizes. You could get the little small ones that went 77 RPMs around really fast. You get the ones that went 33 and a third RPMs. And I I went to sleep many times as a child laying by the the stereo. I'd put a, you know, a playlist was a stack of records. You put a stack of records on it, automatically dropped the next one. That, that was your playlist in those days. And I'd get those old quartet records and I'd put them on that uh, record player. I'd load it right to the top. I mean, the max it would hold. I'd lay down with my ear right up against the speaker and I'd go to sleep yeah. listening to them sing. But you know what? Every once in a while, one of those albums would get scratched. You had to be careful. They'd get damaged. And when they did and the needle would go around, the record would go around, the needle on it would jump and it'd stay in the same place. It'd just repeat the same thing over and over. I think David got his record stuck. Oh, but what a place to get it stuck on. You see, the God whom I serve will last. The God which I follow will last. The ground on which I stand will last. But could I say the grace which I enjoy will last for his mercy endureth forever. Of the 50 times that the phrase endureth forever is mentioned in the word of God, 42 times it is his mercy that endureth forever. I begin to wonder about that. I don't think anything's in there by accident, happenstance, coincidence. I believe that every word of God is put there exactly as God wants it for a reason, for a purpose. I count everything, I draw everything, I look up everything, and I begin to wonder why in the world is the, the, the fact that his mercy endureth forever mentioned 42 times, and then I figured this out. 42 is seven times six. Seven is the number that represents God, completion, perfection, 
And six is the number that represents man. We're short of completion. We're short of perfection. And every one of God's dealings with man is characterized by his mercy, which endureth forever. This grace endures forever, and it works in every area of our life. It was his grace that found me. It was his grace that forgave me. It is through grace that he fellowships with me. By grace, he furnishes all of my needs. And by his grace, I can fight the good fight. And by his grace, I'll finish my course and keep the faith. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now think about it. Here's an amazing thing. Think about the measure of this grace that we enjoy. His mercy endureth forever. That means there's no limit to it. But think about what Jeremiah said in the book of Lamentations. Here's the miracle of it. He said, it is of the Lord's mercy we are not consumed for they are new every morning. Now think about this. I got up yesterday morning. When I woke up, there was new mercy for me. I welcomed it with open arms. I took it and I enjoyed it. I reveled in it all throughout the day. And I went to bed last night, resting my head upon the pillow of his mercies, which endure forever. I woke up this morning, there's new mercies today. But you know what? Yesterday's hadn't worn out because they endure forever. And so I got yesterday's and today's. I've been going through the day blessed by his mercies all through the day. I'll lay my head on the pillow tonight blessed by his mercy. And guess what I've got to look forward to? When I wake up in the morning, there's new mercies waiting for me. And every day that I live, I enjoy and experience more of the mercy and the grace of God than I have ever experienced in my life. And I've got something better to look forward to tomorrow because there's new mercies when the sun pops over the horizon. Oh, hallelujah, it's a good thing that his mercy endures forever. The grace which I enjoy, the ground on which I stand, the God which I follow, the God whom I serve, I've got to hurry. Psalm 111, Psalm 111. Psalm 111, verse number three. We begin in verse number one, talking about the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. The works of the Lord are great. Verse number two, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and his righteousness endureth forever. You know, other than his mercy, this is the only thing that endureth forever that's mentioned more than once. His righteousness, that's the goodness which is displayed. God is a good and a holy God. He is totally righteous. But then I got confused because I got to Psalm 112 and Psalm 112 starts this way. Praise ye the Lord, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord that delighteth greatly in his commandments. He's talking about a man. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth and generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. So now I was confused. Are there seven things that endure forever or are there eight things that endure forever? Because chapter 11, 111 is talking about his righteousness. Psalm 112 is talking about a man's righteousness. But then, I begin to see what it was. It's one and the same. 
Because Psalm 111 is talking about God's inherent righteousness. God is righteous. He can't be anything else. If he ceases to be righteous, he ceases to be God. He is a righteous God. Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Oh, but Psalm 112 is talking about his imputed righteousness. Oh, when I was over in Psalm 112 and I had no righteousness, he slipped over to Psalm 111. He says, I've got plenty of it. I'll impute some to you. And he wrapped me up in a robe of his righteousness. And by the way, his robe won't rip, ravel, or run. It'll last forever because his righteousness endureth forever. And I am forever righteous in God's sight, not because of who I am, but because of whose garment I wear. I wear the garment of his only begotten son who always pleases the Father. Oh, hallelujah, I got excited that he would impute unto me his righteousness. For all my righteousnesses were as filthy rags. Oh, I tell you, I got to think, Danielle sang that song about the madman. You know when, when they came back after they left, they, they came back and they saw him talking to Jesus. How does the Bible describe it? He was sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right mind. Where did he get his clothes from? Same place you got your clothes from. Jesus said, well, madman, you don't have anything, but I got some extra. And he took it off and he covered him up. And when people looked, they had to look twice to make sure it wasn't Jesus they were looking at. Oh, can I say he's covered us with his righteousness? And we go out into this world, people ought to have to look twice to see it's not Jesus that they're looking at. We ought to be filled with his grace. We ought to be filled with his goodness. The Bible says that they marveled at the gracious words which he spoke. Oh, how often we speak in the flesh instead of speaking in the spirit. Uh, he went about doing good. That ought to be the characteristic of our life because we're wrapped up in the robe of his righteousness. That's the goodness which is displayed. I've got to hurry tonight. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And verse 160. So we have the God whom I've seen uh, the God who I serve, the God which I follow, the ground on which I stand, the grace which I enjoy, the goodness which is displayed. Psalm 119, verse 160. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. This is the governance which I have seen. You know, I, I have a great interest in law. And by the way, the Constitution is the supreme law of our land. One of the reservations about ratification of the Constitution was that the founding fathers and many of the citizens felt that the Constitution did not go far enough, did not expressly declare what rights were inalienable things that we could not live without.
things that we had fought, we had bled, we had died on the battlefield to secure, and we were not going to yield them to a government which would rule over us. And one of the, one of the conditions under which the Constitution was ratified was the understanding that as soon as possible, the Congress would gather together and would ratify a bill of rights to amend the Constitution to bring it to a place where people felt secure in their liberties. And the First Amendment says that the government shall make no law prohibiting the free uh, regarding the establishment of a religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Can I say tonight that though we may be violating a local ordinance, we are not violating the highest law of the land. And more importantly, we are not violating the highest law in the world and in the world to come. And that is the word of God. You know, sometimes when a, I, I said I had an interest in law. I wanted to be a lawyer. That was kind of my dream job growing up. I mean, can you think of anything better to be than a lawyer? To sit and get paid big money to argue? I mean, that's a dream job right there. I used to take a side of an argument that I didn't even agree with just for the sake of arguing. I mean, I, I, that was just my nature. I knew how to plead my cause. I knew how to plead my case. And I wanted to be a lawyer. Obviously, that didn't work out so well. I also was gonna be rich. That hadn't worked out so well. I was gonna be single and I'm married, have a wife, four children, four grandchildren. So obviously, I'm a complete failure at everything I wanted to do. But I'm a happy failure, could I tell you? We said I have an interest in law. And sometimes you'll read concerning certain cases that a sentence is passed and it's appealed to a higher court. And on that appeal, it has been overturned. There are a number of reasons why that could be. Perhaps there has been some new evidence that has come to light. Perhaps uh, there was judicial error. Perhaps there was uh, inadequate representation. Perhaps the person who uh, stood as the attorney representing the defendant did not do a credible job and, and their, their work is faulty. Uh, perhaps it's just that there has been an error in the ruling. Something has been misdone and you'll hear about a case being overturned. But can I say, not so with this judge. Every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. In Genesis 18:25, the question is asked, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Of course he will. Why is judgment sometimes speedy and sometimes slow? I can't answer that question, I just know he's doing right. As for God, his way is perfect. His way is perfect with sinners, his way is perfect with saints, and by the way, his way is perfect even in dealing with Satan. And one day, that's why it's important for you to be saved today because when you depart this life and stand before the almighty judge and he says, depart from me, I never knew you, every one of his righteous judgments endureth forever. There is no purgatory to get prayed out of or paid out of 
There is no other opportunity. You better get it settled before you depart this life because every one of his righteous judgments endureth forever. And I've got news for you one day. He's going to declare Satan defeated. He's going to be cast into the bottomless pit forever and ever. And I don't know, I might turn Pentecostal on that day and lift both hands and shout that every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Now here's where I wanted to get to, Psalm 111. Psalm 111. Look at verse number 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding of all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. Now you know, I read this verse for years. And every time I read this verse, I had the same understanding, I had the same thought. I'm going to praise him forever and forever. While the ages roll, I'll keep on praising him. And that is true. But you know, that's not what this verse in its context says. Look at it with me. This verse is in a psalm that begins by talking about the Lord and his works. In fact, when you get to verse 9, it's still talking about the Lord and his works. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. But all of a sudden, the tenor of the verse changes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. See, here's the commencement of our service. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Here's the continuation of our service. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. But here's the crowning of our service. His praise endureth forever. That's the goal for which I strive. He said, what do you mean, preacher? I don't get it. Brother Cooper, could you come here for just a second? Let's just pretend that Brother Cooper is Brother Cooper. That's not too hard to do, is it? But let's depend that I'm the Lord. Now, that takes a great stretch of imagination. Now, the highest, when he crosses over into eternity, life on this earth is done. When he crosses into eternity, the highest accolade that he can hope to gain is well done, good and faithful servant. That's the highest accolade he can earn. But you know, that book says his praise endureth forever. Now, I don't know if you've thought about it or not, but maybe he's been in heaven for five years. And he's sitting by the banks of the Crystal River. Knowing him, he probably has a fishing rod in his hand. And all of a sudden, as you're sitting there fishing, 
feel a presence surround you. And you hear a voice say, you know, Justin, I've said it before, but I just want to say again, well done. And maybe 10 years, he's walking down the street of the city, a street made of gold as clear as glass. All of a sudden, he recognizes that's the Lord. And the Lord stretches out his hand to greet him, and he says, Justin, you're probably tired of me saying this, but I just want to say it again. Well done. And 1,000 years, and 10,000 years, and 10,000 times 10,000 times 10,000, he'll say, Well done. Well done. Well done. You say, why are you risking everything that you have to serve the Lord? Because I want to hear him say, well done. You say, why are you willing to meet and gather as a church? Because we want to hear him say, well done. You say, why are you willing to sing when it's forbidden? Because we want to hear him say, well done. That's the goal for which I strive. That's what I'm working for. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Can I say to you, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One glimpse of his dear face, all sorrows will erase. So bravely run the race till we see Christ. Could I just say tonight, church, press on. Let us be faithful. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Let us not be hindered. Let us not be cowering in fear. Let us not be overcome by discouragement or disillusionment or disappointment. Others may stand with us, and if they do, hallelujah, but you may have to stand alone. But can I just say, remember that his praise endureth forever. The accolades of this world will come and go. Your name may be in lights for a little while, but it'll disappear off the marquee and nobody will know who you are. But his praise endureth forever and forever and forever and forever. And as long as Christ and God exist, the praise for what we have done in this world will continue to resound throughout the echoes of eternity. Let's be faithful. Let's be true. And let's see if we can earn the reward. Well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.